All right, welcome to Sewers and Shurikens, episode 10 of season 2. This is going to be the season finale. Possibly, if you live, die, be reborn, we'll see. Uh, and this is our lovely cast of turtles. Hey, bro, it's Ralph. I play Valentino the Sea Turtle, bro. Everybody's favorite super stabber boy. I'm here to stab so many things. Just like that's pretty much what I got. Hey, um, hey everybody. I'm taking a mellow for my introduction today. My name's Cole. I play uh, Matisse. Um, kind of sounds like Maltesers. So the, the chocolate. Some say it was named after my character. I'm a bard. Kick some ass. Hey everyone, it's Sean. I'm playing Emerson, the nerd turtle slash, I guess he does mushrooms? Druid? He, he yeah, he's mushrooming. Yeah, I mean, he, he, they're growing all over him and he's at least accidentally poisoned one person that the party has dealt. We don't know how many more have fallen victim to him. Run. Um, yeah, so why don't we cover last episode? Kind of a doozy. You essentially uh, figured out that Hertog was the white dragon that terrorized the city back in season one. Um, and he also had a bit of a little bone to pick with, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself guys. We, uh, yeah, we just found out how, uh, soundboards work. So that this will be an interesting episode. We, we, we each, we each get one per one each. I've used mine. I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's fine. So we, we can edit that out. No, 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 we can keep it and the audience will just be bored and then. Then I'll, we'll get more hate mail. No, we never have gotten mail. I'll get more death threats sent to my work. Oh, God. You say, why, why do you let that guy stay on the podcast? And I'll cry. My boss will okay, uh, threaten to fire me again. It's a whole thing. Anyways, last episode, Hertog took you up into the air as this great white dragon, and he flew you above once it became night. And you guys decided, yeah, let's jump. Let's listen to him. Let's do it. And you did that. Uh, worked surprisingly well. No turtles have broken legs, just Emerson with a broken shell. Aside from that, you made it. There is a courtyard that you landed into in in this sort of grassy area that Matisse made uh, happen. And now you guys were fighting some plague rats to save Kakar, who was shackled, bound, and gagged straight to this bowl. And we basically left off as you defeated the plague rats. Valentino had rescued Kakar. He has no more bounds, and he's just slightly gagged, but you know who isn't. And we will start right from there, which is when Wilson well, Wilson's voice coming from Bruce's body entered into the courtyard here. And he had said to you guys, hello, turtles. And that's where we left it. So, yeah, react accordingly, I guess. Hey, well, <laughs> you know what? He goes, I think it's time for you to become acquainted with my f improvements. 
and uh, outsteps behind him. Emerson's going to shoot. Oh, I like that. Sure. Roll initiative. Should we all roll initiative or just Emerson? Yeah, you can get your initiative rolled in. We'll do it now so I have it down and then Emerson can do his additional attack. But he was going to show us something cool. Well, that's that's a 10. Six. Okay. One sec. So, oh, I appreciate you putting that there. Okay. It's a good idea. I'm sorry, guys. Emerson's got to do what he's got to do. He knows his dad's a douche. He is not going to fall for the let them do your evil speech and then you then you fight. Uh, what did Valentino get? I'm a 12. Okay, cool. White, I, I have a question if you're going to let, let me do it. Because it, it, it involves what I got at 6th level. I'm just wondering if... Can, can I just ask quick and then you can kind of tell me if you think I would have had time? Yeah, and... um, Yeah, sure, go ahead. So it's called Mantle of Whispers. Basically, what it, it's it's my barge specialization thing. What it lets me do is like um, people who have died within 30 feet of me, I can magically capture their shadow with a reaction, and then I can like become like like them as a disguise. Okay. Like so, I w- I'm wondering if I could maybe like disguise myself as one of the plague rats before. Or he saw me, but if not, then that's totally fine because it was kind of a weird gray area. Yeah, that is a bit of a a weird gray area. Why don't you just roll a deck save and I'll contest it? And if he was faster getting through the door okay. than you were to realize and then transform, then I'm gonna go from there. I got a nineteen plus two twenty. Yeah, we can say you've disguised yourself as a plague rat as you kind of saw the doors opening and um, he walked out. So we will pick up then from Emerson's attack. So you shot at him. Whoa. That was a real gun. That wasn't... (laughs) That was outside. Sorry, guys. I mean, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, I figured I'd add some sound effects, you know, just really bring the production level back up. Here's another one. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Hey... We each get one per episode. That was it. You're right. Sorry, I was greedy. Off to a great start. Okay, so Emerson shoots at him. I'm shooting my crossbow. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's a 25 to hit. Wow. Yeah, that hits. And that is uh, seven piercing damage. Nice. I think Emerson is just like, nope. And he lifts up his crossbow and fire. Yeah, you immediately shoot at him. And that stops him kind of half half through his sentence. And um, he staggers back a little bit as it pierces into his skin. And behind him comes four green and brown turtles. What? And they look like, uh, well, they look pretty similar to you guys. But they're like camo? No, they're not camo. I'm just saying they're they're green turtles and one of them is a brown turtle. Oh, like we got cloned? Uh quite possibly it would be nice if yeah, you, you shot him in the mouth, so <laughs> so uh one of them steps forward and it is one that seems to be uh covered in these it's the brown one that's covered in these growths of uh, moss and different plants and flowers 
And... Hey, that's my thing. Emerson cries out. And uh, he says back, This is my thing now. And he opens his mouth and out comes this wave of sound and (laughs) electricity. And you uh, can make... This is for uh, Kakar, Valentino, and Flish as he strides up to you. Let me see if I can... So, can you make a con save? Boy! Valentino. And I will make one for Kakar and Flish as well. And? You fail. Uh. So, you feel this thunderous wave hit you, and you get launched ten feet away. And Flish does not get launched, but Kakar does. And you are going to take nine damage. Ugh. As the electricity shocks through you. Okay. Nobody has plot armor here. Kakar is also taking that damage. Okay. Yeah, that was a shocking introduction to this brown turtle. And it is now Valentino's turn. Oh, boy. Okay, so they're, are they, like, all grouped up right now, then? Um, so right now, the other three are basically beside Wilson. Mm-hmm. It's just the one that stepped forward currently. So the other three, if you want more of a description, one of them has a some sort of, like, drum set on their back, like a pair of hand drums. Right, so he's no big deal. Right. Um, and one of them has two blades at their side. Mm-hmm. And then another one is noticeably a lot larger. And Right, so that one's like the real big one, like the big threat, like the sea turtle. Is definitely a sea turtle. That was my next sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have a great sword and a shield, and they seem to be clad in the most uh, like plate armor on top of their shell. Oh, good. So, okay, Valentino throws the shield, like the ricochet shield. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to try and, like, hit as many as I can with the rebounds. Okay. What's the range? Um, I don't know, Sean. What is the range? Oh, did I not put that? Uh, 30, 30, 90 feet. So you could throw it... Um within 30 feet to the one that just stepped forward or you could throw it with disadvantage to the ones that are farther back. Can I swing it off of the guy that stepped forward and bounce right back at me? Yeah. Okay, then I'm uh, I'm doing that. Here we go. Tossing it, boys. Uh, 24. Okay, that definitely hits. Okay, so I thwack them in the face with a shield and do basically no damage. You shake a bunch of their moss off. Uh, that's a seven damage. Okay. And then I use my second attack to like throw the trident as I run forward. Oh, okay. Cool. An 18. An 18? Yeah, that hits as well. Okay. I know you guys only have like the map that I sent you, but I am sort of trying to keep track. Somewhat easy when you do ask what's fucking going on in the map. You're just right up against him as you threw it at him. Yes, and that's eight damage for that, and then I'm going to use my second wind to heal. Nice. Love to see it. And that's it. 
Okay, so it is going to be one of the other turtle's turns. And the one that has the two knives at their side steps forward. And they are now going to be beside the other one. And they are going to swing at you. Okay. What happens? I might use a spell here. The reaction. Does a 10 hit? Okay, maybe not. A 10 doesn't hit. That's my first dice to dice jail. Since I'm up close, anything that uh, misses, we're going to deal damage to my shield. Fair enough. Okay, so that's going to be six damage. And following that is going to be Emerson's turn. I think Emerson is going to... Yeah, I think Emerson is going to run forward. And you guys see the mushrooms around his right arm that he has the impact gauntlet on start to the mushrooms just kind of kind of explode and just poke around it and just all slimy as he uh, runs over to the one that knocked back Valentino and Katar. He's going to yell out sucker punch as he casts nauseating poison as a bonus action. Oh shit. Mm, Okay. And I am going to hit with the, I'm going to try to hit with the impact gauntlet. It probably doesn't hit. That's a nine. Yeah, so that misses. And, okay, never mind. That'd be it. I'm right up by it. I, sw- I swing and I miss. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. At that point, it is now going to be Wilson's turn. And he says, well, that was quite rude. Nevertheless, your replacement should take care of you. I figured it all out, you know. The bridge between DNA is nothing more than moldable frame. Uh-huh. And to think I was never more than just magic that I needed. All it took was the magic from this realm. And uh, stepping forward bes- behind him here is the Jester. No. Oh, come on now. That is behind him. He says, I have the power of evolution right at my hand. Did we let him go? He needs a soundbite. Uh, if you remember when you crashed down with him stuck to the cage, presuming he would die, he just wasn't there anymore. Yeah, he gets his own sound, but... Um, Here, I got it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for some reason there's bells on all these castle doors, so he comes up behind Wilson. He opened the door. And the doors are left open currently, so... Damn, I didn't even see that door there. That's crazy. You heard it. I did hear it, though. And it is going to be one of the other turtles' turns. And so this is going to be the one with the uh, drums on their back. Anybody standing beside me has disadvantage. Okay, sure. What's the disadvantage uh, for? For uh, when I'm holding a shield, I force disadvantage if I'm close. For melee attacks? Okay. What I thought. Hey, Ian. Yep. When I came over, did it move within 10 feet of me? Uh, yes. All right. Uh, I need a constitution saving throw as uh, Emerson. I, because I am using my halo spores to, uh, one of my, some, I feel like some of the mushrooms on my, on my shoulder just explode at it and spew spores at it, and I need a con save. They fail. Okay. Awesome, then that is going to be... Oh, dang, that's uh, four necrotic damage. Nice. 
Okay, so yes, you do four necrotic damage. Nice. To this one that stepped forward. And um, in retaliation, as it's coughing on this spore mess that you've created, it pulls out its drum and it begins beating this uh, this little beat. And it's actually a pretty nice beat. Kind of slow rhythm. And does Valentino have less than 26 health? Yeah, he does. Okay. And as you hear this rhythm, it kind of captures you and you feel it causing you to sway back and forth. And before you know it, you're on the ground and your eyes close over as you fall asleep to this rhythmic beating of the drums. You are asleep. Yeah, you, you can snore for the rest of the episode. Will do. Okay. You can see Flish is attempting to possess Rachel as Flish floated back towards Rachel. But Rachel is kind of not vibing with that. I mean, she's seen some shit, so she's not having a meltdown, but she's like pretty panicked and intent on watching what's going on. As he's like, no, nah, just come on, like just give me your body, like I'll I'll fight. And she's like, I, I, they're handling it. Uh. So it is Matisse's turn. Okay, okay. I so I'm disguised as a playground. I'm gonna use my movement to kind of like fake flee a little bit. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh my god. It's just a joke, though. It's the turtles. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I don't know. Something a plague rat would do. Uh, I'm a plague rat. I'm a plague rat. Oh, my God. All my plague rat friends are dead. And then I'm going to... And Wilson says, kill them, you fool. Um, I'm going to hide behind maybe... Is there any plant, overgrown plants next to me? You could probably hide behind some if you just, like, went prone. You'd, ha- you'd have enough of a cover. If you want to roll stealth after going prone. Sure. Because of all the grass and plants you may grow. Is that going to count as my action for to, for, to stealthy? That could be your movement action. Sure let's, sure, let's do that for my movement. It could be half your movement to go to, to prone or five feet or whatever. It's going to be a 12. Oh, wait, but I add half my proficiency bonus to any ability check, which is kind of nice. So that's going to be... It's pretty nutty. Can be 14. Okay. Feel like you're fairly stealthy, hidden amongst these uh, large sunflowers that are beside you. Okay. Uh, with my bonus action, I'm going to speak into my bandana, and I'm going to say, whatever you do, don't hit Wilson and the jester. Trust me. And if if you know if something changes, I'll let you know. If and then I'm gonna with my main action. I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern centered on Wilson and the Jester. Okay. Which has a range of 120 feet. Sure. So you create a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube within range. The pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed. For the duration, while charmed by the spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. And it ends if they take damage or if somebody else uses an action to shake them awake. Okay, sure. 
So wisdom saving throw, or and if if one of the turtles happens to be with within a reach of thirty feet cube, then I guess I'll do that. But I'm not sure what the distance is looking like. Yeah, there is going to be one turtle, the the very large one that's still there. Sure, let's. I mean, if I can get all three within a thirty foot cube, let's do it. And uh, I've only been rolling shit until I rolled for that last one the large turtle and they got a 20 so the others failed okay so he's cool okay i like it so yeah pretty cool so until they're damaged or shaken awake they're charmed for the next minute okay sure and what do they do when they're charmed they're incapacitated and have a speed of zero they're chilling okay I guess they're literally doing nothing. I, I don't know if what the, I guess that's what incapacitated means. They're just yeah standing there. Their eyes kind of glaze over as this uh, hypnotic mist is kind of sprinkling over them. That's all my third level spells. So that was my big guns. So that's the end of my turn. Okay. So immediately, this turtle who had the turn right after you, coincidentally, shakes the shakes Wilson awake. Well, that's sad. So, so I love that for you. I love that play. But this is my villain arc. Now wake me up. And that guy rolled a 20. So he shook him awake. Not rolled another 20, but before. Uh, so the two of them are fine currently. Okay. And then he is going to also step towards you guys. So currently, it is Emerson and Valentino up against a wall of four oddly familiar but not familiar turtles. I mean, it's just Emerson up against a wall. Yeah, one of them's a clearly a barred uh, turtle. Yeah, one of them's asleep, so... So he seems like a version of me, and I kind of hate that. Seems like parody, Matisse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate him also, but not for the same reason. But he better than me. They do all have names, by the way. This is something I've planned for a long time. Hey, what's your name? And can Emerson make a... Never mind, actually. That would not apply. Disregard that. So... Would the plague... Would the plague rats know their names? Because apparently I get some knowledge that they would share with... Casually with one of their acquaintances. Yeah, I think you would know the the four of these names then. Okay, Okay. So, you do know the one with the uh, drums is named Matthew. Oh, it's an M. Um, he's me. And you know that the the one that is um, with the two knives at their side is named Birch. And you know the one with the moss and the growth on themselves is named Edison. And you know the one that is very large and sea turtle-like is named Victor. Guys, they're us. They're us. You're like whispering as you're hidden in the bush. He, re- he replaced us. I'm so jealous right now. Um, and so Rachel is currently on the floor hiding beside Matisse. Not really sure what's going on. And you see on some of the the wall on top of the wall is two plague rats and they are going to take crossbows out and shoot at you guys. Which really only applies to Emerson. Oh, no. Okay, so... 
Does a 13 hit? It does not. Okay, so they both miss. It was hard to to shoot at you while you were surrounded. I know that doesn't sound great. (laughs) And you guys notice, as the night has fully set in now, that the moon is starting to come out. So you can see what seems to be like almost a complete full moon is... Is it crescent? Sorry? Crescent shaped or? It's not crescent shaped, actually. That's unfortunate, I guess. Um, it is a full moon. So no half crescent or anything. What are the odds? I know. I know. I would say I rolled for it, but I did not. So you see this moon is starting to emerge from behind a cloud in the sky right now. And it is going to be Edison's turn. Edison. Wait, Edison. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, they begin to do some sort of chanting. And Kakar... What does it sound like? Uh, the chanting doesn't really sound like anything to you guys, but Emerson can definitely tell that it's druidic chanting. Most likely like a... Uh, almost like a prayer. Okay. It's very odd. It's like a prayer to nature. So it is Kakar's turn now. So he's clutching his wounds from being thrown and just beaten. Um, but he kind of crawls his way over to Valentino behind him. And he is going to try to wake Valentino. He wakes Valentino. Oh, yeah, bro. My son. Obviously, he's pulled his ball gag off now. Your dad is on gag. My son, you should not have came. This is a trap. Oh, dude, you look like you gonna came with the gag, and then, oh, sorry, what? What are we saying? I'm, I'm a little sleepy, bro. Yeah, that, my, my, you need to leave. <laughs> we need to get out of here. And it is going to be Valentino's turn. All right, doors open, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go, boys. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. I don't know about you, but it seems like these turtles actually. Kind of, I look. I don't want to talk about it. Let's go, hey boys. Look, I saw a TV once. You know, you guys uh, remember the uh, um, transform me? I'm pretty sure the the word was roll out. Let's do it. Uh, Power Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Roll out. Okay. So I will remind you of your current predicament. Car is behind you. Emerson is beside you, and you guys are surrounded by the four turtles. Yeah. So you you can go backwards, but otherwise you'd be pushing past the turtle, which you're welcome to try to do. I'm just I'm just making sure you know what's going on first. Is it like are they like all directly in front or like? So of the four of them, there is one in front of each of you, and then one on each of your sides. Valentino is so useless, except for thwacking people, but he's like about to die. Hey man, we came for Kakar. There's no shame in running. Yeah, I'm going to have to push past the one that's like right in front of me. Okay. So, the one that is right in front of you is Edison. Yeah. I'm going to knock him over and stop his stupid chant. Okay, sure. I continue to roll horribly, so good luck. Contesting strength? Yeah. 18. Okay, so you push past him. He falls to the ground, uh, mud in the face, 
clearly not paying any more attention to this chant that was going on. So that sucks for them. And yeah, they are prone. Okay, I'm stepping over that boy. So I'm like kind of behind the other guys now. Okay, see, and you're going to go straight towards Wilson. Is that the direction you're going towards? Yeah, like I'm I'm moving my way through the group kind of towards the door. Okay, and what's your speed? Uh, I'm only going to go like right on the other side of the person. So I'm like right beside the people still. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you're on the other side of them. Yeah, I'm going to like force disadvantage still so that my boys can get through. And Wilson looks at you and he says, I created you. Hey, bro, you accidentally spilled your goo on me. Oh, that's all you did, bro. Wasn't supposed to go this way. I know, bro. You fucking spilled the goo on the wrong turtle. And uh, he seems to be. There's some things I thought I was going to say in this life, and that wasn't it. <laughs> he spilled the goo on the wrong boy. Um, and he is now like fumbling in his bag. And it is now going to be Birch's turn. So Birch is the one that was beside Valentino. So they are going to attack Valentino. Oh, I got! I finally found a dice that doesn't roll ones and sixes. Uh, does a 21 hit? Yeah, believe it or not. I'm going to use a reaction to cast Silvery Barbs. Oh. I magically distract the triggering creature to turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. The triggering creature must re-roll its d20 and use lower roll. Okay, nice. And that lower roll became a four. Ah! I just did get- So they went to stab and then all of a sudden they just felt a, a prick on them or whatever silvery barb looking ass. Guys, I have so many spells. Help. And they were able to have Valentino step away from it in time. And it is now Emerson's turn. I have an evil idea. That sounds good. Okay, Valentino moved ahead. Yeah, I think Emerson is going to try to push around and he's grabbing something from his belt and he just puts it in Valentino's hand and he just says, Valentino, you've got the fastball. Let's choke this fucker out. I think you see... One of his smoke bomb mushroom in your hand. Okay. Oh, okay. That'd be a free action, right? Yeah, that's fine. To hand it off. That's your hero moment. <laughs> Wilson's new body is big. Let's see him choke on a smoke bomb going off in his mouth. Okay, sure. I hate that it seems like every finale fight involves me suggesting throwing an explosive in someone's mouth so far. <laughs> it does kind of seem that way, but I'm here for it. So you've given it to Valentino, correct? Yeah, I've given it to Valentino. And I think he grabs onto his impact gauntlet. You just see him grab on like his robot arm thing. And he pulls it down and it starts to reconfigure into a shock generator as I turn around. And I basically punch this electrified gauntlet into Edison. Emerson goes... No knockoffs, Wilson. As I cast shocking grasp on him, <laughs> on Wilson. Yeah, on on Edison, the one on the ground. Would would it be better to hit Matthew? Well, he's on the ground, and I think I'm going to hit Matthew then, because he, since he's on the ground, Matthew seems like he's a bigger threat. I mean, okay, sure. There's also a playground that you can hit that's prone. Get it? Yes. <laughs> get it? Get it? Get it? Because it's me. <laughs> Somebody just decapitates me. Lish just possesses you and snaps your own neck. 
Yeah, I'd say that uh, Matthew is probably the one that's going to heal them all after we've done all this damage. Yeah, that's a 16 to hit. Okay, uh, that does hit. Oh, nice, okay. They cannot use any reaction. Ooh, okay. Oh, nice, a 13 uh, lightning damage. Okay. Yeah, so you shock into this turtle and they collapse in a heat fried. Oh, nice. For the 30th time in this podcast, you smell cooked turtle. What's in the soup? <laughs> Finally, I figured it out. <laughs> nice. Okay. One down. Very nice. Yep, that's it for my other bonus actions. Yeah, so it is now Flish's turn. So you can see Flish beside you, Matisse, is continuing to try to convince Rachel. Like, ah, I could go fight for you. Like, we could at least do something. And Flish starts to possess Rachel as he catches her off guard. So he is now going to run and in Rachel's body towards Birch. So basically, Flish Rachel is now beside Birch and Victor. Rachel. Yes. And you can see like a bunch of, it seems like holy light is coming out of Rachel Flish's hands and they begin searing Birch for some damage. Hey, Flachel. I can't. I'm not able to. I can't see it. Um, and yeah, you can see they kind of recoil back and they snap their their mouth forward as they are a snapping turtle. And it is going to be Matisse's turn. Where do I go from here? So Wilson and Jester are still by each other? Yeah. Who's grouped? Okay. Is the Jester still asleep? Yeah. Did anyone wake? Okay. <laughs> well, this will be interesting. Uh, hmm. Let's try this. Let's try this out. Okay. I'm going to use Crown of Madness on Wilson. Okay. I'm going to try to. So one humanoid of my choice, assuming he's a humanoid, he's going to make a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by me for the duration. Okay, one sec. Let's just start there. What level is it? The spell? It's level level two. Okay. So you see, as you begin to, to cast, the jester begins to move, and you can recognize that this was a ruse. The jester was never incapacitated. And oh, mm. oh wait, I was I was using it on Wilson. Yes. Oh, okay. And the jester says, "You don't think about that." Snap their fingers. You catch your words in your mouth as your tongue feels very large, and you're not able to get the spell out fully, and it just fizzles out. Is my action? Bigrats going to going to war? I guess. No more hiding in the bush. I'm gonna go back up. How close are Valentino and Emerson? Valentino and Emerson. Well, Valentino's on the other side of the of the bad turtles, but Emerson is about forty feet away currently. Visually, who's looking in like a worse spot? Like who who has more people around them? Um probably I would say I would say it's fairly equal. Everybody has two or three people that can hit them. Sucks. Okay. Probably Valentino or Flish Rachel. I'll go to Valen. Yeah, I'm I'm not bloodied yet. Put it that way. <laughs> okay, I'll 
run 30 feet towards Valentino and with my bonus action I'm going to give him a bardic inspiration okay is it touch so I believe it's range but I'm going to check for you okay and that's a d8 now right yeah it's going to be where is it there we go okay I can inspire others yeah 60 feet so yeah you get a d8 for the next minute to use however you so choose do you want to be within melee range when you run up or are you just running up to be barely barely out of the way I want to be with I want to be in melee range okay so you're going to be beside the car um, and near Flish Rachel and near Victor and then you're able to cast it on Valentino uh yeah okay that sounds good so yeah you're Kakar and Emerson and and you and Flish Rachel are all kind of together there as you're fighting this these three villains these three villainous turtles and Valentino has now gotten behind them okay is that your turn uh yes okay it's Victor's turn so Victor is going to attack Flish Rachel Oh, no. That's another 20 and a secondary hit. So I'm either rolling really high or really low today. So I'm implementing another dice, but that is a 20. So it's pretty swings this great sword at uh, at Rachel twice and it cuts into her and she's bleeding quite heavily. It looks like it, it went deep enough to possibly sever some some important shit in her arm. She is seems to uh, be bleeding quite a lot. And she has collapsed. And you can see Flish is like barely possessing her. It's the the entirety of the body is kind of like fluctuating between the two. Between it just being Rachel with Flish possessing her and then with Rachel's body as Flish is like kind of being pulled like gum off of Rachel. And so, yeah, that was Victor, uh, the sea turtle. No. And it is now going to be, oh, Rachel's turn, actually. Oh, well, that wasn't good. <laughs> um, so Rachel seems not really fully in control of her body. Um, and Flish is fighting for control. Her eyes are glazed over and her eyelids are kind of drooping down. And she looking Eyebrows. It is going to be Jester's turn. Okay. Uh, hey, Ian. Yeah. Did uh, did Victor start his turn within ten feet of me? Uh, yeah. No, technically not. Oh, yes, yes, sorry, he is. I was looking at Valentino. Yes, Victor is. I think Emerson sees this, and it just you ever seen the movie Inside Out? Mm-hmm. Sure. You just see the mushroom that is on the top of his head kind of just basically bubble up and then I spew a halo of spores in his direction. So I need a con save. Okay. And that is a 13. 13. Okay. Just makes the save. So it does nothing. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay. It looks like it could have been cool. And so the jester seems to be chanting now. There is like a, a glow that is coming over the car. Oh, good. That's probably good, right? And he says, We will have you. We will have you. 
And yeah, it sounds pretty good. I feel like the Pixies might have been on our side. <laughs> Who's to really say, right, guys? And it is the two plague rats up on the wall turn, and they are going to shoot their crossbows. Does a 16 hit Valentino? Nah, brah. Okay, and the other one hits quite a bit farther in front of you. They both. So you now see a uh, the moon has fully came out of the of the cloud and it is going to be Edison's turn who is prone and they are going to try to swipe Emerson in front of them from prone position their claws does a 15 hit 15 doesn't hit okay and Kakar is now going to retreat to the right of Emerson so on the very right side of the map to stay away from the fight. Remember your training, my sons. And Kakar seems to be um, similarly doing some sort of incantations, possibly, sorry, not possibly, and also some hand signals as they're glowing with this weird color from the gesture. And it is now Valentino's turn. So this, like, the place that we're in, it's got one open door and it's like a castle, like open top. Yeah. So we could, in theory, get onto the wall if we could climb up. Is there like a pole or anything to climb? There's not a pole to climb, no. The only pole is the one that Kakar was tied to, and that's the center of the courtyard area. So that wouldn't really do you any good. Damn it, Kakar. How am I supposed to climb the sides of the sewer wall? There's two doors that are open behind Wilson, and then there's the two doors beside Wilson on his left and right. And then there's the two doors on the complete opposite of, of the courtyard area where you guys are on the left and right. And then there's the two doors behind you guys. Okay, so... The double door. How close is, like, Wilson? Uh, Wilson to you currently is 20 feet. Uh, through my, like, bandana, I'm, I'm gonna ask Emerson how long the, like, range for this smoke bomb is. Hi. Well, well I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna admit I, it's not necessarily something I throw farther than my feet, but it'll, it'll last, it'll, it'll at least last three rounds, three, uh, if you wanted to know that, I'd be like, three squares. <laughs> it la- usually lasts about 20 feet and it's, uh, it's a couple of, se- it's a, you know, like it's, it's a couple of seconds. It's, it's one, I want to say it's like a, maybe a quarter to half a minute, but it just, it, um, we're improvising. We're, we're improvising here, Valentino. We're doing this the Valentino way. Okay. Follow this lead. Uh, and then Valentino like runs right at Wilson. Okay. Sure. With, uh, with the smoke bomb still in hand, like holding it up. So it's like super obvious. Right. And I'm going to, like, with my other hand, reach behind and, like, pull out the manacles. Oh, okay. Sure. And uh, my goal here is I want to, like, shove this smoke bomb into Wilson's face and uh, lock the manacles onto his hands while I steal his uh, bag of goodies. Okay. And uh, so you're running at Wilson... He's rummaging in his bag, and you're going to try to lock the manacles 
Where? I want to lock his hands up with the manacles and, like, take the bag. And then force the smoke bomb in his mouth. Yeah. Okay. Before sure. you do this, I'm going to remind you of your bardic inspiration, because this sounds really hard. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. One roll. So first we will roll um, to see if you get there before he does what he's going to do. Okay. So roll contesting dexterity. Okay, dexterity. Here we go. Oh, we're looking good. 18. Okay. Well, he got a 19. Oh, come on. So you can use your thing. Yeah, but it's so... I don't, I don't think you can after you know the result, though. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. So he's running at uh, Wilson, and Wilson pulls out this uh, dagger, and it's just dripping in venom, and he poises it as you're running towards him. I'm not stopping. And you're not stopping. Okay. So your next action is you're trying to manacle him, correct? I, I'm trying to smoke bomb him in the face. At this point, you're trying to smoke bomb him. Okay. So like he's like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I want to steal the bag and manacle him. Okay, sure. If you want to roll the hit, he is also going to roll the hit. All right. Uh, I'm going to give myself fighting spirit for advantage here. Okay, 24. Okay, sure. No, wait, 26. Uh, Yeah, so you get the smoke bomb in his mouth as you feel the dagger begin to press into your chest, pierce your little inner shell, your carapace or or whatever. Are you fucking slivery barbs? It's too late, maybe. And as, yeah, you're able to get the smoke bomb in his mouth and he's like, spitting and cursing and you feel that this dagger is being driven deeper and then you feel like a numb pain and for Valentino you are barely conscious but for those that can see this which is everyone else you see what is essentially Kakar finishing this casting and Valentino and Kakar swap places <sighs> And it pierces through Kakar. And Valentino collapses on the ground where Kakar previously was. Mm. Having the poison in you, obviously. What was it all for? What was it all for? And yeah, the smoke bomb was was good. I, do, I dealt a little bit of damage for that. But Wilson has now spat out the smoke bomb and he says, You fools! His voice seems to be sounding a lot more like Bruce's than it was previously. Look what you've done now. And it is now going to be Birch's turn. And he, with his daggers, stabs into the very incapacitated Rachel Flush. So luckily, Valentina was not very conscious to see this as it pierces into that into Rachel rather this turtle birch he goes I'm your better in every way you can't defeat us the ghost of Flish is now above looking mortified and having ectoplasm goo dripping out of the wound that would have been caused from that it's now Emerson's turn from what Emerson can can Emerson from what Emerson can tell, Rachel is. Can he tell if she's dead, dead, or that's still dying, or 
Um, it is currently hard to tell. Similar to Kakar, as it was like, it seems like just about the same type of dagger. She is unmoving now on the ground. Doesn't seem to be bleeding a lot, but the dagger is sticking out of her chest. I think Emerson's looking between Valentino, Picard, and Rachel, and I think he he taps his head headband. He's like, Maltese, like, I can I can only heal one of them. What what should I, what should, should I what should I do? Um, you might have to. You might have to save it for you, Emerson. This isn't. This I don't think we're making it out of here, buddy. I, th- I think they're gone. I think that Emerson's gonna run forward, and I'm still alive, right? Like I'm not like down. Uh, yeah. So you're you're semi-conscious. You're prone currently. Um, so you're not you're not downed, but you're struggling to um, shake the poison that entered your bloodstream. It wasn't a lot because. You did get swapped before the dagger was driven very deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't told you the damage yet. Yeah, okay. That's what I was going to ask. Because, because of everyone else. Yeah. I don't want that to affect what everyone does. But no, actually, I think Emerson's going to run over to Valentino. Keep in mind, I'm, I'm not dead. No, I know. Well, okay. Well, this is hard because... Mm-hmm. I don't know that using cure wounds is going to help the poison, but I feel like Emerson is. Yeah, it also happened like right away too. Like that happened in like a turn that all three of us went down, right? Yeah. I think Emerson's going to curse to himself and run over to the car and try to cast cure wounds at second level. So you're going to run over to Kakar, who is at the feet of Wilson. Yeah. I'm I'm like in theory safe, right? Like if he's looking at the situation, like I've I, I'm away from the group now, right? I'm by the look of it, yeah, you would appear safe. Other than you're like clutching a wound and eyes all woozy. Exactly. I I feel like that's totally who he would run to. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because Emerson Emerson hasn't really interacted with Rachel. Yeah, that makes sense. He's interacted with Maltese and Valentino. And and we've been trying to save Kakar this entire time. Yeah, and I think this is like yes. Valentino's been calling him bro for a while. He's taking it to heart, right? He's seen Kakar do this, act like a real father would, and I think he it was a pretty father move. It was, and I feel like he he has to try. He's not gonna. Like you said, he sees Sat Valentino's over there, and I don't think he could live with himself about trying to save Kakar. Having this this newfound family where his father murdered theirs, he wants to save this family he's found, and he's been working with limited resources, and this just seems like the best thing to do. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So you run up to Kakar and you're going to try to heal him. Yeah. Uh, Cure wounds at second level. Okay. And that is... That is nine hit. Okay. And I'm going to have you roll a dexterity saving throw. This is going to determine, and I'll, I'll be straight up with this, even though you wouldn't know this technically, just because it's obviously a tender tense moment. This is going to determine if you get there before the poison is fully 
to wait, essentially. Okay. 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 Guys, I'm sorry. It's a nat 20. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Okay. 26. Yeah, you get there, and he's he's very much struggling with this dagger in his chest, uh, and you're able to pull it out and seal this wound while also having this magic, magical healing energy go within him, blocking off the poison that's making its way through his bloodstream from continuing. So it hasn't hit anything vital yet, and he coughs up blood, and it feels as though you have likely succeeded, and it's given you a chance to look up, which is where Wilson is, obviously, and the jester, and she has a, a very large smile on his face, and he says, you fool. And it is going to be his turn. So he takes a vial at his side. God damn it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Every fucking time, man. Every fucking time. <laughs> I mean, she did create them. I, I swear to God, since the first time it happened, every single encounter, I've tried to stop these fuckers. Every single time. <laughs> and he, as he's pulling this file out, he says, Bruce's body is only a shell now for my mind. And he sticks this vial-like substance into his arm and it injects a needle. And you watch as all his muscles begin to convulse and bulge and he is going to try to grab you so I'm going to say make a deck save I'm going to say you're going to have disadvantage mostly because you just had a distracting and possibly you being thrown currently moment if you if you agree with that I agree with that um, I got some bad news for you Ian that's a 17 and a 16 on a die so it's a 22 even at disadvantage okay Nice. I got a two, so it didn't really matter. He was Take that. roided beyond being able to do much, so he like reaches forward and you just shoot backwards. And if you want to make a strength save, you can see if you pulled Kakar back the ten feet as well. Okay. This we're gonna this is gonna be interesting, guys, because uh I only have a one plus one for strength saves. That's a sixteen. Nice. Nice. So it's you and Kakar there. You've pulled you pulled yourself back and you're both kind of prone. You basically pulled slash half crawled hurrying backwards as this hulking figure is in front of you that looks nothing like your dad and looks like some sort of monster version of Bruce. I think Emerson goes, oh, now you look like you are an inside you son of a bitch. And he is just like this this hulking form that is just drooling spit. You can't really tell if he's understanding or hearing you. And it is going to be Flish's turn. So Flish, seeing obviously this chaotic event, goes to dart towards, while well, fly above you guys towards the jester. Your body is mine! And, um... There's been a lot of nat 1s and 20s today. This was happened to be a nat 1. Oh. So he attempts to stop this jester and take over his body, and the jester takes him off, and as um, as Flish is in the air, 
the jester as their reaction pulls out what seems to be a I mean it's the equivalent of a little ghost catching box as it begins to whir with life and this fantasy machine with runes all over it and cogs in his hand begins to pull Flish towards the machine so Flish is like struggling against it currently they're slowly getting pulled towards it you stupid ghost I'm going to dissect you and tear you apart and it is Matisse's turn okay um having donned my plague rat appearance still I'm gonna having some of that knowledge I'm gonna try and scour my brain to see if I know of a way out Okay. If if that exists, the plague rats would know. Why don't you roll sight to see, like, well, basically how quickly you can try to think, and also if your character would know or have any sort of insight into those things. It's gonna be a eleven. Okay. Oh wait, uh, wait, insight. It might be higher. Oh yeah. Oh yes, it is higher. It's a good thing I looked. Fifteen. Okay. I was going to say you failed, but 15 does succeed. So with a 15, you can recall that the doors behind you, the double doors behind you guys, lead to the front entrance. And the doors behind Wilson that are currently open lead to a small room that he knows he's not allowed to go into. But that he would have known is how Wilson and his allies come to and throw this world, essentially. Okay. So he knows that there's a lot of people that come come and go from that area. It's possibly some sort of gate beyond those doors. Okay. I'm going to flick my bandana on and say, guys, it's not not looking good. He says, yo, this is kind of cringe. Hey, bro, I think this shit fucked, to be honest. I've been, you know, I've kind of been watching this whole thing, and I gotta say, it's, uh, it's not, uh... It's not poggers. It's not poggers. So, what I'm gonna need you guys to do... You see that door behind Wilson? I'm gonna need you to go through there, because, uh, it's either that, and we don't all have to die today. I'll handle it from here, and I'm gonna cast Mirror Image three illusionary duplicates of yourself appear in your space. Kind of kind of like kind of like Naruto. Okay. Kind of like some Naruto shadow clone jutsu. Fuck yeah, bro. Matisse finally reaching his full potential. You adjust your ninja band and three of you disappear beside you. It's is it three of you total or three plus you? It's three plus me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of my plague rat disguise. Ooh, okay. So I'm gonna reveal myself and then I'm gonna clone myself three times. That's sick. Okay, cool. And then big hero moment. I'm gonna run at Wilson with my three uh, mirror images. And if I do, you think I still have a bonus action, or do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got your hero moment. You can do your your bonus action. Okay, for my last second level spell, I'm going to cast Kinetic Jaunt as a bonus action. Ooh, what the fuck does that do? That sounds sick. It's kind of necessary for what I'm about to do. So I empower my movement movement with dance-like steps, giving myself the falling benefits for one minute. My walking speed increases by 10 feet. I don't provoke opportunity attacks, and I can move through the space of other creatures, and it doesn't count as difficult terrain. But if I end my turn 
in another creature's space, I take 1d8 force damage and move to my last occupied space. Okay. So all my clones in me are juiced up. Right. We're running towards Wilson through through the crowd. That's sick as fuck. Wait, it's yeah. Wait, but if you if you end your turn next to him, then you would teleport back, right? I think it means I can't be like in another creature because it like lets me through move through the space of other creatures. So I think as long as I'm five feet away from other creatures, I don't take the damage. Okay. Cool. So you begin to weave and dart around and jump and flip and you and your three illusionary clones, I assume it's just illusion or maybe it's real, but like, I'm hoping that they don't see through it, but right now it gives me benefits, but they can attack. It essentially acts as like three shields for me. Okay. So yeah, three of you run or the four of you run towards them. Is there still smoke in the area too? Like, wouldn't they have advantage too wouldn't they like wouldn't the enemy not see them yeah yeah i would say this the smoke bomb is at wilson's feet so you just watch these four matisses roided up just run into the smoke yeah disappear into the smoke that emerson and kakar are currently crawling out of okay is that your full turn yeah, that was my bonus action and action and movement. I can't I can't actually attack this turn. Okay, sure. So it is Victor's turn. Okay. <laughs> thank you. That's fair. That's a fair use. Thank you, thank you. While we're at it, here, John, this one's for you too. There you go. Uh, thanks. Victor saunters up to you, Valentino. I think I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He comes up to you and he begins to draw his sword across your neck. Not to actually slice you, but he seems to be mocking you as he says, so much for being their strong muscle. Hey, bro, I'm still a little dazed here. You mind giving me a fucking second, bro? (laughs) So with that, not doing so great. Rachel is really not doing so great. Okay. So, the only one that can see this currently is Matisse and the, and the Cloney boys. But you watch as you're kind of weaving in and out of this hulking Bruce's attacks, attempting to come up with your plan. You watch behind Bruce, the jester. He, he begins to speak and it begins to become very loud. So everyone can hear this as he says... Tie up these loose ends. I'll be back. And he begins running back out of the fog towards the open doors. And the doors are still open, but you do not see the jester anymore. And now that the smoke has covered a lot of currently where the fight is, the two plague rats have not had a line of sight. So they're not attempting any shots. And they know well enough not to cross Victor and his, his play. Emerson, I am going to have you make a con save. Okay. As you feel like it would really... You feel the craving of human flesh. And you just feel something gnawing at you from the inside. Wait, I do? Yes. You do. You do indeed. Now that's a 16. Okay. Um, so... 
you look up towards the moon and you can feel its magical influence over you. And I'll remind you back episode one of this season when you were bitten by a, a were rat. Oh. And you feel yourself fighting against this transformation. So you've got like a half turtle, half rat snout currently. And there's fur coming off, off of you. But you're kind of in this mental battle against it. But the fact that there's a full moon out there beating down on you guys, it's only a matter of time before it takes you and your ability to make rash decisions or really any decisions. Yeah, I've been saving that one in the... That's what I had to look up before session. I was like, (laughs) damn, I can't remember exactly who got bit. You had to Google. You had to search the banks. I had to search the banks. And thanks, guys. Thanks. There it is. I'm I'm the king of remembering all your sins and fucking you over later. Thanks. Welcome to the podcast. I suddenly want to work at the I want to work at the pizza place suddenly. Yeah, you suddenly leave. Okay. Yeah. So Edison is going to turn into a bear. So you watch as Edison begins to morph into this brown bear. A very large brown bear. Like a grizzly? Yes. And it is heading... So Valentino, being the only one on kind of the outside of the fog, sees this massive bear pass the struggling Emerson and Kakar and into the fog. And it is now going to be Kakar's turn. He coughs up some more blood and he says, My son. And he looks at you and realizes you're not the turtle that he remembers or really knows at all. And he says... I don't know what's going on. We need to get out of here. And it is Valentino's turn. So, Valentino, I currently do not know how much health you have, but I am going to roll the damage of the poison. Oh, well, that was extremely lucky for you. That is, like, very lucky. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I rolled one for damage. Uh, uh Uh-huh. How much health did you have? Out of curiosity. I'm not going to tell you. Okay, okay. But, yeah, you feel one damage from the poison. Oh, little headache. Because it barely pierced you, and you're able to fight it off through this adrenaline. Um, so it is your turn. So why don't you make a... Actually, why don't you tell me what you're going to try to do, and then I'll tell you the specific save you're going to have to try to do because you are weakened and disoriented. I'm basically just going to stand up and attack. Okay. Do you still have your bardic inspiration? I do, yeah. So why don't you make a strength save? Okay. Strength save. Uh, speaking of which, I might as well add my bardic inspiration to this. God, I lost my dice. It's gone forever. 18. Okay. Yeah, you're able to get up and swing. Um, and seeing as this is also kind of your hero moment now, I will give you advantage on this swing to hit. Okay, so as I'm standing up... I assume you kind of push the sword to the side that's at your neck by grabbing your trident and jumping up. Yeah, uh, I take out my three-pronged comb and use it to, like, guard against the sword and put it away. That's so sick! I love that! Yeah, and then I just put it right back uh, into my totally existent hair. 
Um, it slips off. Yeah, as it like falls to the floor. <laughs> as I say, hey, bro, look, Victor, I know that's your name. And uh, to be honest, I've been using your name the whole time. This, uh, this name, it ain't fucking shit, bro. You ain't no sea turtle, brah. I am a sea turtle. You're face, you facing off against Valentino, brah. The super stabber trident, bro. You were already dead. Well, I'm going to be honest here. The trident hasn't been much uh, except for, you know, cleanup against the grease of this world, right? The real, uh, the real key here? It's been in this soft, kissable mouth. Extra wet. Let me tell you a secret here, Victor. You're made after me, brah. Wilson looked at me and all the trouble I've been causing him, and he said, you know what? I'm gonna make this thing better. You know what he forgot, brah? My lips are so goddamn soft, kissable, and wet. No, we have beaks. The only thing that you forgot, brah, is I'm holding a taser and I tase him. I knew you were going to tase him. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Okay. Roll the hit. (laughs) We need a taser sound effect real quick. 22. Ooh. That does hit him. Him from, you know, only expecting regular ass combat because he's a sea turtle that's been living in this fantasy world did not expect you to try to tase him here it is yeah. that was it that was it uh yeah what's your damage 20 oh sorry hang on my taser game is brown uh seven okay pretty good eh um I mean it was almost as epic as the speech but not quite I taste him again. Okay. So he <laughs> he is like dropped to the knee. So he is resisting it as it's kind of a weak shock. It's running out of juice. And you say, fuck that, I'm going to taste him again. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, 25. 25 hits. Yeah, it does, baby. A six. Six, nice. I was just going to do the damage, but because you did taste him twice... He is like down to to both his knees now and he's not able to speak or or make any sort of action. His sword is dropped on his side and lightning is coming off of that from the taser magnified in this fantasy world. And he is dropped to the ground. It's hard to tell if he is dead necessarily, but he is certainly stunned from the taser at the very least. Temporarily or permanently. Did you say that the like sword was electrified too yeah okay cool you pick up this electric sword and it is unless you're doing a movement uh I'll start to move towards the smoke but I don't think I can make it right no you won't be able to fully make it but you can definitely go towards it so you're like you're just behind basically where Emerson and Kakar are which they're just kind of at the edge of the smoke that was a really good turn though Hey, wait, hang on. Where's my claps, bro? Oh. Oh, right. I'll give, with your two hero moves, I'll I'll give, well, all three of your hero moves, really. 
I'll give you guys all inspiration. Nice. I was going to clap again, but I've really overused the clap. You may have. Oh, okay. That wasn't me, but. And it's uh, Birch's turn. And Birch, who coincidentally also has a smoke bomb, drops a smoke bomb. <laughs> you do, like, you just. I feel like you read my notes and you already knew what I was doing. <laughs> Um, because yes, that is one of the things they choose to do. So the entire battlefield is essentially smoke and fucking blood. Smoke, blood, and bodies. It's like a regular date night. And um, so it's gonna you're gonna mainly, like you know the direction you're headed in, but much more than five feet in front of you uh, is gonna be hard to tell. Tell like what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is going to be um, Emerson's turn. I think Emerson just kind of stares at the car for a moment and just, he's just awkward. He's like, he just kind of like, I think he's helping the car and is heading for the exit. goes, oh, well, I mean, uh, your son's kind of adopted me. So, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that, that moniker. Um, I'm done with my old dad. That fucker back there doesn't deserve a son. Valentino chimes in on the uh, headband. Dude, that bro sucks, bro. Well, son, I think we need to get out of here. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get out of here before he does something else. I mean, we're dealing with some kind of like fucking uh, mechanical elevator with Hydra heads or something. I don't know. And, and Emerson just help, is just running with the car, and I think I'm going to use my action to do the da- to the um, not dash. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, disengage. Yeah. If he sees him, sees that they're going in by him, he's going to disengage. We just got to get out of here. Okay. We're not ready. He has a family to protect now. He's not going to let his anger get a hold of. Him. He's got something more to fight for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You've been accepted into this family, so you disengage. Um, you're currently ten feet away, so you wouldn't even technically need to disengage. Oh, I know. He's just he's just heading right for the door, but he can't see where Wilson is. Right. Okay. So I'm going to have you make a athletics check. Okay. Because I'm assuming you're trying to go fast. Yeah, he's trying to. Are you bringing Kakar, or are you just going? I I am bringing Kakar. Okay. Because that's obviously going to increase the risk by a lot. But you're welcome to try. Knackbacks or athletics? Athletics, and it's going to be with disadvantage because you're dragging a giant crocodile humanoid. Okay, so that's going to be a seven. Okay. Yeah, so you've, you're have you barely dragging him. He is going to attempt to walk because you're not really able to carry him. So you are half dragging, half, you know, carrying him but you're not doing very well. So you're like middle of the fog. It would take another good push to try to get through the door. But you guys are close. And you can see like the swiping hands of Bruce coming through the fog in different areas, which are like just missing you or not even shooting towards you, just like swinging wildly. And then you'll see all Matisse and his clones which you can't really tell which one's his clones, but yeah, they're totally Naruto, like jumping around and doing all these flips around Bruce, trying to avoid his swings as they surround him and 
are currently keeping him occupied. I also realized something why we forgot this whole time. What's that? Rex. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could say Rex is just being, like, on your shoulder, and we can edit this part out. Yeah, or he's just been, like, cleverly nipping at people's heels and making it so that we hit them. Yeah. X has been running at your feet. That was what I was I was sort of thinking is if if I could did fish get absorbed by the box already? Uh Flish is like the wisps of his fish tail are in the box currently. And he's like trying to pull at not really tangible air to try to pull himself out. I have a narrative thing I wanna say. I think Emerson sees this. Okay. Cause I think he's gonna yell at Rex to go, Rex, fetch. And I think Rex is going to grab the box. The way I pictured it, it was like a, what's the movie with the guy with the hook head? I couldn't tell you. Hellraiser, like the box, like the puzzle box. Okay. And I, I feel like Rex just grabs at it and just picks it up. Okay. I'm going to have him make a save, okay. like a check, because it technically is in the guy's hand still, but it's definitely realistic that he'd be able to jump and grab it. Okay. This weak little jester. So he's welcome to try. So why don't you roll a uh, just a dexterity for Rex? A save or roll? Uh, just a roll. That's a 22. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that definitely uh, allows him to jump up and grab the box. So is he running towards the open doors then? Yeah. With this box? Okay. So yeah, Rex, Rex has gone through the doors at this point. So you you can see Rex is like waiting on the other side currently with this box, which in turn pulled Flish as he's like struggling to get out of this box and Rex just grabs it and runs through the door. Flish just flapping in the wind like a, a cloth um, as he's being pulled behind it half in, half out of the box. And then you watch as Flish fully gets sucked inside. It was a good turn. And it's Wilson's turn. So... I am going to roll to see which one he's going to attack. It it does have a system in place. Oh, okay, sure. Like, okay, so it's it says each time a creature targets you with an attack during the duration, roll a d20. So I roll a d20 to determine whether the attack hits me or one of my duplicates. Okay, sure, go for it. So for four duplicate, I mean, for four of me, I need a six or higher to for it not to hit me. And it's going to hit one of my duplicates, so let's roll. But it gets no bonuses. So let's see. So let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. Will it hit me today? Wow, it, I rolled a five. He actually does hit me. <laughs> he, uh, he, yeah, so he can uh, roll, make an attack roll against me. That was super unlucky. That is really unlucky. Okay. Hit one in four chance. Does a 17 hit? Um, I think so. Yes, it does. Okay. So he was trying to grab you. Well, So you are now restrained or grappled, basically, in his giant hands. And he's just holding you. And you can feel he's beginning to crush you, smiling evilly. And he says, You will be dead along with your father soon. And you can feel your shell like begin to crack a bit and, and not really be able to stop the pressure of this these hands coming around you. 
and you can look around you and you don't really see any of your friends anymore. You see your clones are still kind of like doing their dance around, but you can't see your friends in this cloud of smoke. So I don't know what's running through your head, but probably not great for your... Yeah. Um, And it is going to be... uh, uh, Matisse's turn, actually, incidentally. Splish is not having a turn anymore. I'm going to rem- I'm going to think. Did I leave the stove on? As I'm being uh, crushed uh, in his no no I, I don't think that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of roll my eyes like cartoonly because it's like what are the chances that I use all this cool shit and then he just yoinks me really. It was really unlucky, um, but it kind of is fitting for our podcast for it to be that unlucky. So I'm restrained, hey, so I gotta try and break. Yeah. And I guess it's all cloudy, so I can't really see outside of the cloud, right? Yeah, you can't see great. You know the general direction of the doors and where your friends came from, but aside from that, you're just kind of in this misty fog that's come out of these smoke bombs. Okay, I'm gonna click my headset and say, I can't see you fucking, you fucking grab me. You, you, got, you, you don't have much time. The illusions, they, they don't do anything. They don't do anything. I'm going to cry. I'm, I'm, if you don't make it out of this, I'm going to cry. I, I, I failed you guys. Oh, come on, Mara. I'm going to try and... Anytime Valentino reacts to a tender moment, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to see if I got any spell. Can you use a spell while you're restrained? Um... It's an interest. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to do that, but I would say as long as you have the like ability to, like, depending on how it's casted. So if you have, if it takes like, I would say verbal components, you could probably do, um, but somatic and and whatever the other one is, right? And you probably can't. Okay, I'm gonna try and grapple. I guess. Okay. Pretty high. Seventeen plus. Is it just strength, or is it, like, something else? It's just strength? It is a contesting strength, yeah. Okay, 18. Okay. He got a 16. Oh, yeah, but... So you're able to break out. Um, that'll be your turn, mind you, unless you're doing a movement action. That'll be your major action, is trying to get out. So you are kind of, like, at his feet. You're able to push enough, enough of a gap in his interlocked fingers around you that you were able to shoot through it. You you had to suck your part of your body into your shell to get through. I'm gonna click back on my headset and say, "False alarm, guys! I got out. I'm not I'm not a failure. I, I, you guys didn't hear me almost cry. Anyway, but yeah, we're good. Hey, get your ass over here, Lamerson is just yelling. He's like, "I, Maltese, come on, kid, hurry, hurry! I don't, I, I, we can talk about this later." So, are you running towards the door to the best of your knowledge? If it's all smoky, I could tr- I can try. Yeah, why don't how wait how close from what I remember, how close was Valentino away from the door? Valentino is thirty feet from the door, he's the furthest. And then Emerson and Kakara are roughly ten feet away from the door. And then you're like in the middle of it, so you're kind of thirty feet as well. I bend down and say, Hey, um look. I think I can keep them busy for another another 30 seconds here to give you guys enough time. I I still have my illusions up over and out. 
You're playing you're playing high risk doing this. I'm gonna try and blend back in with my illusions as we're kinda like Okay, cool. Flipping. You'd be flipping. Okay, cool. And you guys don't see that because it's in the fog, so you don't know what happens there. I love these bandanas. Why haven't I used them more? <laughs> it's almost like you gave them to us for it to be really good. Almost. Yeah, it would have been super useful if we had them the entire time. And um, so in front of or beside you, really, Emerson, you watch Kakar kind of pull himself up and he he grabs you. So collectively, if you want to make another athletics, you can try to run again. Okay. I think it's a free action. You see Emerson just tapping this headband. I'm on Maltese. I'm supposed to be the one with a death wish. I don't want to die. I think Valentino should die. Oh, come on, bro. Just like me, IRL. <laughs> no, no, like, Sorry, but you left this this intercom on. Um, I do not want to die, but I was willing to. Hey, bro, you know, we can hear what you think, right? I was, it was. Let's all survive. I was kidding. It was a joke. Yeah, you know, you know me. I just I'm joking around. That's an 11 for the athletics. Yeah, so you guys are at the door. So on your next turn, you'd be able to... Well, I assume you kind of have grabbed Ralph... Or not Ralph, sorry. Rex at this point. Yeah. And um, on your next turn, you'd definitely be able to get through without really any issue. You Now that you're there, you can kind of see this, this portal that basically looks like... Not to rip off, you know the lion the witch in the wardrobe but it's basically this giant like um wardrobe that the doors are flung open and this purple portal is swirling within so it seems like it was left unopened and the lock that was on the door is unlocked obviously and just kind of swinging there so it is wilson's turn or sorry no it's not wilson's turn it is valentino's turn okay what do i see so in front of you, you currently, you're too far away to see anything other than smoke and probably the occasional, like, just hulking mass that is Bruce Wilson right now, mm-hmm. swinging around and just the very, like, faint darting in and out that Matisse is doing. You can kind of see figures over there and by his communication, you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. And... I mean, I, I would still see there's two plug rats on the outside of the wall, right? Yeah, you can faintly see them above you, but you can also tell that the fog has covered you mainly, um, and they haven't attempted to attack you recently, but you can see them for the most part. What uh, what happened to the Bosch clone? The Bosch clone, which is Birch. Mm-hmm. That was the one that threw the smoke bomb. So that... That turtle you don't see anywhere. You don't know where they are. Were they wearing glasses, like, when I first saw them? Yes. Hmm. Why do you say, hmm? I can't, like, I can't see them at all now, right? No. How many turtles are left? Just the one? In theory, there is three turtles alive that you know of. Hmm. Oh, right, and the bear. Yes. The bear, the one that disappeared, and the one that you incapacitated at least for now. They're doing. Can I see the bear? Is it in the smoke? Uh, you don't currently see the bear, no. What was Matisse's last words? Probably distracts 30 seconds because I got free. Valentino lights his last cigarette from the pack. 
Okay, uh, he's taking up smoking. The only one he's ever lit in his mouth. I love that. In his luscious lips. And he starts running. Okay. Okay, so you're going to try to run for the doors, right? Yeah. Okay, so you do see the bear in front of you now that you've gotten through it a little bit. And you can see the doors are behind this bear. And this bear seems just about as confused as everyone else, but it doesn't look happy, obviously. Is it still wearing the glasses? Sure. It's the only thing it's still wearing. I want to use my yellow Sharpie on its glasses. Okay, so you want to run up to this bear, try to use the yellow Sharpie on it. Yes. Okay. Why don't you make a sleight of hand check, and I'm going to make an attack roll, because you're definitely going to take a hit regardless. Um, unnatural 20. Okay. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely sharpie the bear's glasses, (laughs) which is another thing that I would say I've never thought of saying, but it's definitely sharpied and the bear seems confused. And because of that, I'll roll with disadvantage to hit you. Does a 17 hit. Nah, bruh. Okay. So that misses. So the bear swipes past you confused by this and you have enough movement to continue going i'm gone okay so yeah you stand beside emerson and rex and kakar currently in this doorway you can take in the the image that is this portal again Mm. and it is now that turn can valentino make a deck save yep as you see coming at you from the mist is a string of daggers thrown. That's a six. Okay. Does an 18 hit you? Nope. Fuck, that's that's your crazy AC. Oh, yeah. So it hits into the to the wood of the frame of this, this doorway here. And it is going to be Emerson. Emerson, I think, is going to go through the wardrobe. Okay. So you're going you're gonna to jump through? Yeah. Okay. You jump through and you feel your entire body warp through this this portal. And it is Wilson's turn. So now that he sees that you're back to darting around and that you slip through his hands, he's going to try to grab you again. Does a 19 hit? I would assume yes. Matisse? Oh, oh, me. Uh, The 19... Well, the way my clones work is it's like I have to roll... Right. Kind of weird, but uh, um, I mean, yeah, let's see. Okay, let's do the roll. I, I more meant if it hit any of them. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's... Because I assume there's a chance it doesn't hit anything. Right, right, right. And then you roll to see which it hits, because he hits something. I rolled a six, but I think it's a six or higher. Okay, so you're good? It's a six or higher, so my duplicate has only an AC of 12, and it has only one hit point, so... Oh, yeah, so he just grabs it and tears through it. Seeing that, obviously, it's easy to destroy and knowing that that was indeed a clone. It is going to, or sorry, he is going to attack again. Okay. So you can roll to see if it gets you. Swings his other arm. 12, so two, I need an eight or higher. So it's going to hit another clone because they rolled an 11. So another clone gets demolished. He destroys another clone. So it is just the one clone and you now. Yes, sir. Okay, and that was his turn. So he is fucking pissed off, swinging around, and now it's just you and a clone darting around him. 
and it is your turn as well. I'm going to look at my own clone, even though it's me, because it mimics my own actions. I'm going to say, well, buddy. Well, buddy. And we're both saying this. Yeah, we're both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy. What should we do? That's when you say it. What should we do? <laughs> I thought you wanted an actual answer. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, let's repeat it. You know, I think Kakar would have been proud. You know, I think Kakar would have been proud. Why do I feel like Matisse in this moment says something so it sounds like Kakar saying it to him? <laughs> uh, uh, hello, how does he... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I kind of forget how he sounds. Hello, son. I love you. Uh, hello, uh, hello, son. I, I love you. You did so great in that battle. Hello, son. I love you. You did so great in that battle. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Why <laughs> oh, is such a long... <laughs> me and my clone are gonna run at them like from side to side like with my claw ignited with like a blue flame ooh okay I'm gonna try and swipe at him oh it's a now one. <laughs> oh, fuck um because it is a nat one I'm going to give him a chance to attack because he is he is your Thanos so do you want to roll to see who he gets yeah did at least swipe at him with this really epic looking attack. I literally got a nap one again. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. I can send you a photo. That's it. Send pics of you naked on your bed with a nat one. I'm sending you a photo. This is uncanny. Yeah. Two nat ones. He's, well. That's fucked. I mean, it definitely hits me. It definitely hits you. So that was unlucky. So you are now grappled again. And... You take 12 damage from him crushing you. He is pissed off. He is not fucking around anymore. In case you thought he might have been before. I don't know. Okay, take the damage. Okay. And it is going to be Car's turn. And he jumps through. Car has gone through. It is Valentino's turn. Pull out my phone. I like how you're smoking a cigarette. You're pulling out your phone. You just have one long drag. I uh, I hop in the portal as I call Granny. Okay. And she goes, hello. And you just go through the portal and the phone's like floating in front of you while you're having this discussion with Granny. Hey. And you can feel the connection is getting better and better as you go through this portal. Yo, I'm going to be honest, Granny. I don't think Matisse is making it for dinner. Let's put down a plate for him. Yeah, but like it's a whole, you know, look. Yeah, there's a... There's a big dude. He's such a good boy. Bro, trust me, I know. I I think he's getting the shit there, to, to be honest. He's got a straw flute. That dude's huge. He was always more of an academic fellow. Was he really? No. <laughs> I think you're taking this opportunity to shit talk Matisse in his final, well, possibly final moments as he's being crushed. Look, Granny... There's going to be a whole lot less places you have to set for this dinner. I'm sad about it too, Granny. And uh, the connection cuts off. Godspeed, Spider-Man. And it is going to be Wilson's turn. So he is going to continue to crush you, obviously, as he has you in his hands. And he says, You've done. You've done the unthinkable. But you won't be getting out of this alive. And I don't know what you're sitting at for health, but he does do 15 damage. 
which was max. To me? Yeah. It put me down to nothing. Like you're down at zero? Yeah. Okay. So in theory, you have death saves, but also your allies are all gone. So we we will we will leave it at there as you can you know imagine what happens next to poor Matisse and his tiny turtle form being crushed between this massive beast's arms and hands can, can I have can I have a final word you can gasp it out in my headset can I can I click it on oh yeah as you feel your shell has like snapped completely in half and you feel your your guts are pouring out between his hands it was sarcasm because it's such a horrific scene <laughs> like can I actually say something or am I just being crushed no you can you, you totally can you're just like you're literally like maybe eight words that you can get out as this is all happening you're the wife and signs when she's pinned between the truck and the tree and it, it's only Wilson's arms keeping your guts inside basically oh Jesus yeah yeah Valentino Emerson I swear to accomplish a deed so great that would obliterate all my failures it's time to see I just and then I die (laughs) and then I die yeah the communication just cuts off very harshly and uh we will end it here come back for the epilogue of season two, which will follow this season finale episode. And that'll be a shorter episode for you guys to show what happens next and what's in store for us next, really. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, uh, well, good night, Matisse. Not the double sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Two of you jackasses. Okay, so, yeah, you guys just jumped through the portal. Um, this like purple portal to head back after Matisse said, well, so yeah, you guys just jumped through this portal. It's completely white. Unlike the portal before, which if you remember was like black coming through it and you can see beside you is, is well, the rest of your companions that are alive. So there's Emerson, there's Valentino, there's Rex, there's the box that holds Flish in it. And then there's Kakar. And Kakar seems to be having some sort of meltdown. He, my, my son. Oh my god, my son. Hey, whoa, bro. Hey, whoa. And what has happened to Bosch? Oh, that one's a long story. Oh, oh my god. And a bunch of these like things are flying through the air again, much like the first time you went through the portal. So you see like these this like spider webs you you go through, rips and sticks to your face. <laughs> And this giant pretzel comes hurtling through the air. It, it looks pretty salty. I don't know why that was funny to me. Yeah, Flish would totally eat that. Yeah, Flish. I think Emerson Emerson isn't saying anything, but he is probably also kind of melting down his own way, tearing up. Yeah. I think he's kind of, he's kind of hit him that Maltese is not coming. Pretzel hits Flish, Flish's box. Yeah, Pretzel hits Flish's box, somehow a bite's missing. <laughs> and then you see, like, these comic books that are flying through the air and pages are ripping out of them with these memorable characters. You see these, like, seven polyhedral shapes flying through the the air towards you guys. Um, you see this trident, this, like, 
bluish metal trident flying through the air. Hey, can I have it? You can attempt to grab it. I do. I want it. Okay, why don't you make a... Just a deck save, see if you can grab it in time. Uh, I... Oh, God. Six. Okay, yeah, you're not able to grab it. Your hands just fall short, and you can see it's like... I, it's almost dripping in water. Oh, uh, no. Okay, wait. I hold out the other trident, just in case it's grease. Okay. Uh, there, there was no grease. No! So it doesn't repel anything. So the trident is currently, like, floating, flying past you. Uh, I... I wave my hands like some kind of water spell and hope for the best. You wave your hands as a water spell? Roll Arcana. Yeah, I totally can do that. Um, 14, I guess. 14? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can see it starting to like spin and a bunch of water is like forming spirals around this trident. Um, and it's now kind of flying past you again so you can have another chance before it's gone. You're teasing me, aren't you? Some kind of joke? I'm not teasing you. Your roles are teasing you. <laughs> hey. Emerson's going to try to shoot the grappling hook and grab the trident. Okay. <laughs> he just is me fumbling so hard. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and roll for that. Alright, let me find my dice quickly. What's well, 16 on the die? Okay, so uh, you are not able to grapple it. Oh. I do have a set DC for it. I. Oh no 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 no! I meant that's a. I meant. Uh, oh, see. you might have it then. Oh, it's a it's a twenty two. It's a it's a twenty two. Okay. Total. Yeah. Yeah, you're able to grapple it. Do you give it to Valentino, who's kind of floating beside you here, or do you keep it for yourself? I think Emerson looks at his trident, looks at his trident, and he's like, "We're both holding one." He like he puts it behind his back. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um. You now have that trident. I'll explain what that does later. And Kakar has, he's crying and he's just kind of completely lost and not really paying attention to what you guys are doing. He, Curse the gods. And you see a bunch of lightning strike him oh. from this white abyss. Yo, okay, okay what? Um, God. God. Uh, all right. I, I love the gods. Never mind. And no lightning seems to strike him again. <laughs> and um, yeah. you guys feel yourself and your bodies begin to elongate and stretch. Uh, and you all start to black out. I think Emerson's last words that he says, oh, no, oh, my God, the gods are gods are real. And as you say that, yeah, you guys all black out. And we will skip ahead to days later at the memorial. Memorials, uh, plural. So through your tears and your veggie pizza, we now mourn. I actually, I actually have kind of a scene that may, that's would happen before that. I'd like to to play out. Sure. Um, because I, that way, then it makes it easier for this. Okay. Flashback to you guys arriving a day before the days later. I I think. After making sure everyone else is okay, Emerson went out and hit up a junkyard to get some components. Okay. And then, I don't know, he's not sure which, he's not sure where he's supposed to stay here. So I think... I have an actual junkyard set up Mm -hmm. from season one that never got used. True. So 
we can always we can look into that later because you wouldn't have been able to get anything from it because it has a bunch of dogs. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, or could he could he garbage scrounge? Yeah, you can you can garbage scrounge. Why don't you roll? Yeah. Just a investigation. All right, I don't find anything. That's a nat one. <laughs> okay, yeah. You go to look at the garbage that's outside of this like dump junkyard and yeah you don't find anything the dogs begin to snap through the fence and you decide it's probably better <laughs> off to wait on that till you have everyone with you seems like a key to that point I think with that he's just going to improvise and he finds a place where he can work on it and he and he starts to take o- break open uh, Rex and look at the box okay for a moment sure and I think he starts to wire the box into Rex. Oh, okay. For lack of a... Oh. Yeah, it's, it seems like there's some sort of fusion, fusion that's like attempting to be done here. And it seems like you're just missing something. So, like, you can see Flish is trying to, to float through this connection. And it just doesn't seem to be working at the moment. I think um, Emerson just kind of passed the box and goes, we'll try again later, fish. Yeah, it'll definitely have to be something you'll you'll tinker on and we'll see from there. And I, think he, I think he just says out loud, he's like, us dumbasses talking big, getting into trouble. We gotta look out for each other, right? And Flish does not answer because he cannot speak well in this box. <laughs> but you feel it get warm. Like like a like a like a comfortable warm or like a angry warm. We get comfortable warm. Hey, and that's my scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and yeah, uh, back to this memorial through the the tears of everyone and and Matisse's favorite veggie pizza. You guys are all eating pizza and mourning jellies, bro. Yeah, you could use some jelly, but you know you eat it out of uh, out of love. So set up in the sewer now. Everyone's kind of back in the sewer, including Emerson and Rex. There's like a memorial set up for Matisse, and it has candles of his favorite smell, which is pumpkin spice. And then everyone is kind of put one of his old toys and one of his old like things that he liked, which was really all you could find because you obviously didn't have his body or anything left of him and his belongings. So that included a Nintendo 64, a Jenga set, a Nerf gun, and there's a photo from when Rachel took photos of you guys and printed them off. So there's a photo of Matisse there. And everything of Boches has been kind of kept in like a memory box beside. And that it has things like Boches old detective comics, a magnifying glass, there's a toy UFO in there. There's a Bosch's journal. And that's being kind of put to the side as Escucar has kind of come to terms with, well, not dead. Bosch has kind of moved on to a normal turtle lifestyle with Ian again, from what you all know. Down, down, down. And uh, there's a smaller memorial in front of Matisse's, which is for Rachel. And there's several candles and photos from the different photos that she took of like her and the turtles and everybody's as a family. And yeah, uh, it's just really you guys that you don't have a lot of uh, friends or anything that are alive that would have came. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded fucked up. Did Granny come? 
Granny did not come. And it seems like everyone is kind of standing there after after placing these these trinkets and memories. And Picard gets ready for his speech and he takes a deep sigh and he says, We gather to pay tribute to a remarkable Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a remarkable young turtle, a beloved son of the sewers, and a courageous hero to all he met. We stand heavy-hearted, knowing we've lost not only one son, but two in recent times, along with a close friend, Rachel. You are brave, Matisse. Rest in peace, my son, the hero, may your beautiful song continue in the heavens. I will bunga forever. That sounded like the saddest fins up I've heard. <laughs> it was. It was good. Good. Stay sad. I'm here. Sad. Yeah. So if anybody else wants to say anything, now's the time. Yo, Kakar, why? Why, uh. Why'd this happen? I don't. I don't know why this happened. That Wilson is. is to blame. And, like. I'm. I'm so glad I got you back, but, but, like, uh. Bro, what? What? Uh, We've lost a lot of our family. Wow. The Emerson's like, I, he says, I was like, we'll smile. Like, I feel like I owe you both an apology. Let us not apologize for anything that isn't our fault. We were all there and saw what happened. Yeah, but, but. Let him be remembered as a hero. I. Well, the more it's more than that, though. I, I could have stopped this before I ever met you guys. When you first turned me, I I should have fought. I bet I ran. I could have ended him right there. You wouldn't have had to have, had to have dealt with all of this. Bro, you can't go there, because I... The amount of times that man came... And, uh, you should have killed him after he experienced, experimented on you. There's many things we could have done differently, but... There's no sense looking back on it now. You're right. I, as much as I hate to say it, I don't regret running because if I hadn't ran, I wouldn't have met Matisse, and I would have just—I would have—I'd have still been angry. I would have—I would have probably ended up in someone's soup. We are all better for it, for sure. Hey, sewer rats. Sewer Sensei Wyatt here. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Sewers and Shurikens. Thanks to everyone helping to edit our episodes, including our own member Sean and his Dungeon of Pop Pals, Lord Nerdy Cephalopod, Crest, and Nick. Thanks for listening. <laughs>